On this week's episode of the We've Seen That Podcast, we're talking about Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. I'm Scott. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. music we are back and by we i mean all three of us because anthony has decided to take a break from being michael jordan and has decided to join the pod so he's yeah. back this week only because the game conveniently is at 8 30 so it works out for all of us best makes it easy yeah. on wednesdays this way schedules well yeah. and, and anthony we'll, has we'll be able to make it work going forward we'll figure it out did that was you, just did you win last week no. Have you won a game? It was not in that league. But then when I um, got asked to play in another league the other day, too, we they did win that one, but I was pretty pretty dead. Okay. So okay. that's like the next day, so fuck that. How many basketball leagues are you in? Just the one, but people just like to ask me when they only have like four guys. Little do they know I'm already like killing myself in another league and i feel i'm feeling the effects 27 years old but i feel old we are definitely no when you're committed to playing in the pros you know the semi-pros have to suffer yeah i suppose we we 100 are old just just throwing that out there anthony because every time i go to the gym now stretching is it's i'm adding like almost a minute a week it's just getting longer because I know. you got to warm everything up, and it takes a while, and it's still never fully there. You know, you get to like eighty percent usually. That's 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 what I'm getting to at this point. <laughs> but I mean, I'm I know Jim would probably say the best way to um, com- combat that is just not go. That seems like something you'd say, Jim. It's exactly how I lead my yeah, life. Yeah. Well, I know I haven't gone to the gym since I was in college, and I feel like my life is better for it risking arm and limb now tonight to go play basketball with a bunch of washed up other people like me just to risk the 80 mile per hour winter summer storm that's going on in I Wisconsin mean, right it's now. like fucking 50 degrees Look, yeah every meeting i have with a client i have a lot of older clientele so i've talked about the weather a lot this week that was that was thunder right now um i don't understand the weather right now I don't get it. Uh, it's 61 degrees outside right now, and that's fucking dumb. That's all I have it's to December say. December 15th. And like thunderstorm. It, yeah, it's weird as shit. It's sure. nighttime. It's 61. What are we talking about? It was 40 this morning. Like, why is it getting yeah. warmer at night? That doesn't make that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and no more than like a week ago, it was single digits. Of course. Because why not? <laughs> and then tomorrow is going to be down to a low in the 20s again or something like that. I don't know. That's 40 degrees swing. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. A return to normal for us at oh, least. Oh, God. Uh, to have that job, though, because weathermen slash women, it's literally, like, get within five degrees and, and you know, say, like, 30% chance of rain. That's, like, their job every day. It's the dumbest job ever. You can be wrong all the time. So, 
Yeah. But anyway. True. Um, this is a big week, guys, because uh, let's just start with this, and then we'll get to what we're watching. But the boys this week are all going to be going to the new Spider-Man at some point. I will be going tomorrow. Today is Wednesday, so we're recording on Wednesday. I'm going on Thursday. Anthony is going on Friday. Friday. Jim is going on... I'm going on Sunday afternoon. Recurring guest Adam is going tomorrow. So we have decided that we are going to review Spider-Man No Way Home. The reviews are high, gentlemen. The reviews are... It's going to be a spoiler-filled episode, too. Yes. Is the Rotten Tomatoes still sitting at 100%? 94. 94. (coughs) So it's moved a little bit, but that's with 128 reviews. And then I was reading through the reviews, and I've just realized something that... Um, movie critics are scum of the earth they're absolute scum of the earth because some of the shit they write it's like how do you not want to punch yourself in the face for writing something that fucking stupid like (laughs) why is that what sells for movie critics like how do they have jobs is it different because we do it on a podcast but but we don't okay like we're not sitting here like analyzing shit and saying like it was a good movie but the flow will make you you know it's just this dumb fucking shit so, like, I'm reading this person's review, and it looks negative, but it, the, the score was, like, 10 out of 10. And I was like, what am I missing here? So, just do yourself a favor. Read through what movie critics say. Report them to the local authorities, because they're fucking stupid. And also, are we all going to Marcus? Jim, you don't have a Marcus bite. You yep. do have a Marcus yep. bite. Okay. I'm, I'm driving, like, 30 minutes so I can go to the Super screen. How about that? How about that, Greg? You gonna come Dedication. on the podcast now? Commitment yep. to the craft. Yeah. So yeah, but like I, I've, I feel like high porn wise, this is the most hyped I've been to go to a movie in theaters since probably The Dark Knight Rises. It's a long time. Yeah, I can't. Rem- I can't remember the last time. I mean, I was obviously hyped for like the last couple avenger movies but like i think this is past that yeah we we had a just because we had a little mega hype for dune but like this this is uh this is what two years in the making here i mean this is a this is gonna be a hell of a movie so this is what we do this shit for right here and i'm excited yep i'm excited so for sure i've already got about 30 dollars of concession stand food lined up for me to pick up there tomorrow um cassie doesn't know that it's a lot of that's a lot of money for literally um, popcorn and a couple things of candy. But but it's all worth it to support. Guys, I don't know if I've mentioned this. Did you know that now the slushy machine is on the outside and you can access it yourself? Well, they had that you can buy a free refill. Well, it's it's Anthony. It was in lacrosse. It is now in Green Bay as well, which is a, oh. this is a big deal. And Jim, it says don't get a refill. But I mean, come on. What are we doing here? You know. But I mean, it costs some cents on the dollar to produce it, and then you pay like eight for. I've had this similar conversation. Eight dollars. I've had this similar conversation with Cassie about Kohl's cash. Every time we go to Kohl's, she gets more Kohl's cash, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. They're still fucking winning. They're still fucking winning. It's just a revolving door. Right. We're still losing. But anyway, um, let's get into the sh- the the regularly scheduled programming. <clears throat> start with what we're watching. I'll start because I only have one thing, and I watched The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Very good movie. Uh, Jim, I know you had mentioned 8 out of 10. That's actually where my score lands as well. I very much enjoyed this because it was the mix of horror and story that I really liked about it. Um, You know, 
it had its normal conjuring scary moments, but I really liked the conversations re- relating between, you know, demons and I guess angels too. Like it, it was, it was a good movie. It was a fun movie. And, uh, Vera Farmiga and who is the guy? What's his name? Uh, Patrick Wilson. Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Wilson were fantastic. That, that I feel like if they ended the series here, this would be a nice ode to the both of them because they carried this fucking movie. So they're a good yeah. pairing, that's for sure. Yeah. So eight out of ten there, Anthony. What have you been watching? Yeah, I'll just kind of since I obviously missed last week like a loser. Um, I'll just go over because I wanted to write or I wanted to talk about Shang Chi a little bit. Specifically, I did start Cowboy Bebop, the OG you guys mentioned on the pod. Thanks for that. Dude, he listened. Um, yeah, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Um, That's commitment to the show, man. So, um, that show is fucking awesome. It slaps. I'm I'm really not that far into it. I've only watched like three episodes, but it seems really entertaining, so I can't wait to keep going with that. But Shang-Chi was really, really good, I thought. I think I landed on like an eight I wrote on the thing last week. Um, if not, that's where I probably fall. It was, it was really, really good. I thought the ending got a little over the top when they brought in like the dragons and all sorts of stuff. But I guess I don't know too much about the character in the comics or anything like that. So it's, it's kind of hard for me to speak on how stuff plays out, you know, relative to the movies and stuff like that. But for the most part, it was really good, and I'm excited to see him in future adaptations. Like, and you guys mentioned the bus fight scene is fucking insane. <laughs> that is just hands yeah, down. Yeah, especially the guy who has the sword coming out of his forearm. Yeah, that's like really cool. Some of the best choreographed fighting I've seen in the MCU for sure. So if they keep stuff like that up, I'm I'm super pumped for sure. But um, other than that, that's pretty much all I've had up until now. So Jim. Alrighty, so I'll start with the more exciting thing. Um, another first place at Trivia. Um, Dynasty. They also do at the end of the uh, at the end of each night they do a Mission Impossible cash question. So you have the length of the Mission Impossible theme song to answer the question, then you win an X amount of cash. Mm. We won eighty bucks um, getting this question right. The question was the Infinity car manufacturer logo is based on what um, real life location? And if you know that Infinity is a Japanese car maker and that it looks like a mountain, you know that that's got to be Mount Fuji. Wow, look at that. Flex on him, Jim. Yep. God. So then uh, next week, now the Mission Impossible question will reset back down to 25 bucks and go up $5 per week. Yo, I mean, wow, so it was pretty high. That's pretty big. Yeah, it had gone for yeah. quite a while. Nice. Did get some... Okay. Um, in terms of what we're actually watching, Angie and I started watching The West Wing. We're about six episodes in this. It's all streaming on HBO Max right now, I believe. And I'm totally hooked. This is like a political sort of like, not espionage, but it feels very like politicky. You know, there's maybe the slightest amount of like backhanded politics amongst the characters, but it focuses not so much on the president, more so on Martin like Sheen. the chief staff and the people supporting them. You know, so I think that's kind of interesting to see a different side of politics. Whereas otherwise, you would assume that it's going to focus on the president. Jim, I like how you said espionage because I was just going to say I think the West Wing is more tame than our current political environment. Yeah, I was just telling Angie that I'm like they are so civil to so, each other. I wish I could believe that the real life politics of the United States are that yeah. civil, but we all know that's oh, not no. The case. And that's the funny thing about it is like back when they were writing that, they're like. 
let's get a little edgy with it, you know, with because um they ha- it's it's pretty good actors in that show, actors and actresses. Um, but we used to watch episodes of that for like uh like um social studies class in in high school because like our teacher thought it was cool to see how like a caucus could go wrong or whatever but now you're looking at it and you're like we might be a year away from that so um yeah yeah major stars are martin sheen and rob lowe both who are top notch in it so far allison janney john spencer bradley whitford who i know you guys are a big Big fan fan of Janelle Maloney and Richard Schiff are the other major players at this mm, point. Yeah. I'm assuming we will get more people added as you we will. go. You will. Um, and I'm I'm just really enjoying it. Like I said, we're maybe about six episodes in, and I've just been able to not really put it down. Well, you got a long ways to go. <laughs> yeah, because there's seven seasons at least. It's a big show. I think it's 13 seasons actually. It might be more. I don't know. They're they're long. They're long. So hmm. 99 to. 2006 so seven seasons just like i said 13 (laughs) close (laughs) jim is that all you're watching that is all i'm hell yeah feels good to hear that again we're back being on the the recording side of the noise though listening was fine you guys said yeah it's not the same listening back to it right can I lead off with this first piece of hype that somehow made Absolutely. hype porn? Okay, so this piece of hype submitted by Adam just thrown <laughs> okay, that out so there because yeah, he seems super hyped about it. Kevin James is gonna play fucking Sean Payton in a uh, apparently what he was doing from his time away from the field the year he got suspended. And I bet you're wondering, everyone, what did he get suspended okay. for? It couldn't have been for putting bounties on the heads of opposing teams in the NFL. That couldn't have been it, right? Because this commercial makes it seem all fun and beboppy, and it's fucking not, and I think this is fucking insane. Like, when oh. I, Before seeing this, I had no idea that Sean Payton was a real yeah, person. Yeah, Jim, this is... <laughs> like, I'm dumb. He's a real coach. Dude, it's based on a true story. I, I don't know why this movie's being made. I don't know who asked for this movie, and... Quite frankly, I have no interest in ever seeing this thing. I kind of... I feel as though I need to watch it now for my own educational purposes. Well, Jim, if you... Comes out on January 28th on If Netflix. you look up what uh, what he got suspended for, pretty fucking serious shit. Uh, the defensive coordinator they had at the Saints at the time would say shit like, uh, take the head, the body will fall... And they'd pay players to if they injured someone. Uh, it's a pretty... Yeah, they were paying based upon position or based upon specific yeah. player, right? And and now I've kind of in a way defended this considering they won a Super Bowl doing it. But, you know, you can't make a kid's boppy movie here about uh, well, that. I think at it's least not gonna focus the on consensus is almost like that Sean Payton had to be suspended you know, they said he really wasn't involved. It was kind of mm-hmm. just going on under his roof, you know. So I think that's the narrative that's out there. But right. I don't know. Kind of like how mm-hmm. Joe Paterno never knew about Jerry Sandusky. Yeah. Same thing. That's a bad look. It's not the same thing. <laughs> One's worse. One's worse, obviously. Everyone calm down. But anyway, uh, I get, I'm not hyped. They don't look like each other. I don't understand. Like, they really don't. So whatever. I'll probably watch it. I'll probably watch. Tell me this, <laughs> is if this is a controversial opinion or not, but football is a contact sport. <clears throat> Injuries happen anyways. 
I'm there. You know, I, I'm there. Paying people a bonus to end up taking out an opposing player, I don't think is. Well, I mean, the the injuries as terrible as the articles I've been reading today seem it's to me. It's not. Out. It's just the injuries. You know, when it seems you're intending to hit the head. Yeah, it's it, the it's, intent. It's it's it's, yeah. it's very especially with the pro- as much of a problem as concussions are in the NFL, like. It sounds like they should play flag football. All right, Jim. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You knew what you signed up for. <laughs> God. You're like Tim That's McGraw awesome. in uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, I'm going to throw my uh, state it. championship ring off the side Break of the road. Break a couple of windows, get some fresh air, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Continue with Reasonable the things to do. Sir. Okay, so the next thing is 20th Century Studios, which used to be 20th Century Fox, now owned by Disney, has pulled from its theatrical release schedule an quote-unquote erotic thriller called Deep Water, starring Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas. From their theatrical release schedule, this is now going straight to streaming on Hulu, is the rumor. What is an erotic thriller? (laughs) I mean, Basic Instinct, I guess I would throw out as an example. Okay. And it like falls right into the genre. Yeah, I don't know. I've I heard about this movie a while back, but I didn't. I haven't really heard anything much about it. So that's interesting. Yeah, and I'm not super surprised that something called a neurotic thriller is something that Disney is backing away from. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. You know Disney. Sure. They love to keep their hands clean. You, they love it. Hmm. Totally. I'm gonna... Okay. So. Synopsis on IMDb is a well-to-do husband who allows his wife to have affairs in order to avoid avoid a divorce becomes a prime suspect in the disappearance of her lovers. I think I might be. Huh. In so on it that. sounds like it sounds very Ben Affleck though. and Ana de Armas <laughs> are supposed to be married, and she's cheating on him with permission. But then the guys she's cheating with are um, disappearing. I think I'm in on that. Yeah, I'll probably watch that. <clears throat> Especially if it's coming to streaming, I could see myself watching that. Yeah. Probably give off, like, one of those movies. That movie made that was pretty good. Almost like where the chick disappeared on him, but then she comes back. Girl, uh... Frame. Girl on the What's it called? Gone Girl? Gone Girl. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun one. Almost like... That's a good movie. Yeah. 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 If it's anything like that, I'd be interested. True. That's it. True. Yeah. Next piece of hype, there is a new Nicolas Cage movie coming in April 22 called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. <laughs> Dropped a teaser trailer. Did you? It is a comedy where Nicolas Cage plays himself. I'm, I'm, Did you watch and it, Scott? gets paid a million dollars to go to a guy's birthday party. I got halfway through it. and then <laughs> It looks actually pretty good. I love Nick Cage. I think I it think. looks interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I like how it's... I don't know. He... He also stars Pedro Pascal. He seems pretty like normal, but again, he feels like, self-aware. Yeah, it's that's what I mean. It's it looks really really funny. Actually, I probably see it when it comes out. It sounds like everything we've ever wanted from Nick Cage because we. It's like people have built up this folklore tale about him, and now he's living up to it. So I I I want that. I absolutely want yeah. that. But it's kind of a, I don't know. If you think of his catalog of acting, you're kind of just like. Man, I can't think of like one good movie he's been in, and yet you and this is gonna tide us over till National Treasure Three. Is that still coming? I thought they're making Face Supposedly. Off Two also. Oh god! At some point. <laughs> I wasn't aware about <laughs> Face Off Two. Where I heard that uh-huh. that it was in the works. 
Christ. It'd be awesome if they brought John Travolta back, too. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. (laughs) God. Last piece of hype. Just because it was a slow news day, this is a little bit older of a trailer, but Licorice Pizza. A new Paul Thomas Anderson movie dropped a uh, trailer. This is coming out on Christmas this year. Uh, The story of Alana Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around, and going through the treacherous navigation of first love in the San San Fernando Valley, 1973. Appears to be a coming-of-age tale uh, romance story. It just seems super interesting and heartwarming to one degree or another. We don't know what kind of trials or tribulations they'll go through that makes it a coming-of-age movie. The the trailer certainly looked like a movie I I would uh, walk out and feel good after watching. So, I, I, I'm kind of interested, kind of. The, the title, as Jim and I discussed, is what grabbed me. I was like, hmm, gross. <laughs> what the fuck is licorice pizza? Yeah, yes. I'm hoping it's explained in the movie. We get the Leo pointing at the TV moment. <laughs> PTA, yeah, well, PTA's got a good track record, and I like the vibe of this movie. Um, I don't know, I'll, I'll probably check it out. I think it looks pretty good, to be honest, and I'm hoping, like, it looks like the type of movie that'll be probably around come award season too, so that might be something. Yeah, it seems like a bait, that's for sure. for sure. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Um, my dad used to work at a movie theater. He told me when I was in high school and college. Said that the theater is notorious for like after everyone opens presents on Christmas morning, for families to drop off their kids to keep them busy for like three hours to see a movie, and I'm like. I've never really considered going to a movie on Christmas, but this one would make me consider it. Yeah, I have. We used to do it. Yeah, every now and then. I think I would. if it's like a family tradition thing, that is super cool and something we I would. would 100% yeah, we would go see for. the Hobbit movies, you know, or like the Lord of the Rings. I swear, like we saw like the Return of the King on Christmas one time when they when those. Yeah, because we're getting ready for like the last of the good movies before the January February drought. Right. Kind of. Yeah. But speaking of January February drought, I just realize that i'm gonna be dead in like two months and that's like anti-hype <laughs> tax season well someone someone said to me today they're like how are you gonna do your podcast in tax season and i was like well last year that didn't go so well they apparently didn't listen to last uh, yeah so <laughs> tax season's pod. so i said you know I'm, i might have to do like a once a month thing or something i don't know sign a contract maybe uh but i will say i was like hey guys we'll be proactive we'll bank episodes we have not banked one, and I don't see when we will. So I think it's hard, easier said than done when it comes to banking yeah. an episode because we would still need to record separately what we're watching or hype porn. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then that same person was like, "What are the eighty thousand fans going to do?" And I was like, "You don't understand." When I was off, Jim and Anthony have built a rapport that they can handle this. I'm not worried about these two, but yeah, we're fucking yeah. pros yeah. now. But I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try. So anyway with that being said does that wrap up hype jim that it does all right let's get into this movie um before i i got a few things to say but before i do jim (laughs) please give me the synopsis on the imdb page okay so transformers revenge of the fallen originally came out in 2009 and it's two hours and 29 minutes long and you feel every single one of them (laughs) do you ever Um, the first time we've ever put the fucking length of a movie in the description (laughs) sam witwicky leaves the autobots behind for a normal life but when his mind is filled with cryptic symbols the decepticons target him and he is dragged back into the transformers war okay 
This movie is not streaming anywhere, and I feel upset that I wasted four bucks, four dollars and twenty one cents. And uh, so here, here's yeah. here's my three things I want to start with. Number one, Cassie asked me, "Is this the one in the desert?" That was the first thing she asked me, and oh. I immediately was like, "That's like fucking." Old. I don't know which one you're talking about. That was like <laughs> the first thing I said. I was like, "I have no idea." The second thing, I did not realize how much of a bitch they make Megan Fox to be. Of like. I want to be your boyfriend to fucking Shia LaBeouf. That's an, ins- an absurd thing as I'm rewatching this. We'll get in that. But Jim, the time length thing. Oh my God. Like I thought I, I could, I barely made it through this one. Like I almost four times shut it off in that last sequence. Cause it just fucking goes. It doesn't, it is, Oh, such a long movie. <laughs> I had to rewatch a portion of it before the pod today because I fell asleep. But that's it's, the thing. Do you need to rewatch it? Because it nothing happens, really. It's so hard watching these critically now because I used to, I just loved, especially maybe just the first two and then a little bit of the third one. But like these first two were like, they were so fun to go see at the time. But like watching it now, what is up with the sexual innuendos like every five oh, minutes for, for, in this or the small rc car autobot literally <laughs> humping megan fox's yes. leg yeah or like the dogs humping every two minutes in the first like 10 minutes of the movie there, I don't, I don't we have to mention he's below the robot scrotum as adam That's had mentioned that we need line. to say yes but also yeah. like right out the bat the husband's slapping the mom's ass weird vibes going there like i get it they're gonna bang but we didn't have this in the first movie so like no i think michael bay was really fucking horny i think that's what happened what it was well they're becoming like empty nesters the parents because sam is going off to college But empty nesters doesn't usually mean you're banging like rabbits because you're usually older and you're kind of over it and you don't want to throw out a yeah so (laughs) i don't know but then like the, the the most unrealistic thing about this, by far, is how hard Megan Fox is trying to get him to say he loves her. That, to me, is the most insane fucking thing. So insane that I think it might work. That, like, if... Even though she's clearly the one with options. Right. I, that, that, like, a hot... A girl that hot, and we're talking, like, potentially the hottest woman on the planet. I might say she is. At the time, she certainly was in, in 12-year-old Brain Scott. Like A lot of people probably still feel that she, way. She, she hasn't changed. Like, she looks the same. And you, then you realize she's only, like, 32, so it makes sense. But if she's that attractive, and he's just this normal, sweaty guy, and he's, like... No, I'm just going to give you the cold shoulder. Yeah, maybe th- that might work. She was 23 at release. Yeah. Well, she does acknowledge that it's all part of his elaborate plan to keep her interested. Yeah, or whatever. and that's when he's saying that. I'm like, <laughs> And she hates that it's working. Yeah, I think the yeah. kid might be a genius. I don't know. But um, the other thing, let's get this out of the way. Shia is sweating the entire movie. <laughs> Again. <laughs> well, he's, he's a teenager he's sweaty and running it's a call back to the, the first time. one <laughs> oh god what even happens in this movie guys okay so when sam sam's going to college obviously and then he finds a piece of the cube from the first movie that now just is making everything a robot in his house kind of a fun scene yeah and he touches it and starts seeing uh transformer symbols or hieroglyphs well or well uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry back it up let's go to the start there's a, we're fighting a Decepticon, Optimus and Co, fuck it up, and what does it say? The fallen shall rise again. 
Um, I'm going to be honest, guys. I did not remember that the Fallen was one specific robot. Did not know that. Yeah, I thought it was like a group. I did too. Um, then Sam. <laughs> Sam's like infected with the cube now. <clears throat> and he starts to see these symbols or whatever. Um, God, I just... He then has a panic attack in his astronomy class at college. Yeah, um, um, before um, I... being sexually assaulted by a hot female Transformer who is basically just a Terminator. Okay. Which... <sighs> This is it doesn't make sense. When you just destroy movies by plot attack, I I'm not a huge fan of it. But like, this kid, his roommate was obsessed with this girl. Yeah. So has she just been like been around, around as a robot for like this entire time and just obviously the Decepticons just, have known since he got his acceptance letter. I, apparently, I guess it, I don't know. She's playing the long con, and the other thing, Anthony, recall she's in his car, but like just takes this assault from bumblebee and like just gets smoked in the face like and is joking around going like ow like it's just like so fucking bad it's just so absurd i don't bad. know notice yeah, okay. notice when sam walks into his dorm the first time though what do you have a massive shot of mountain dew again like we are product <laughs> placement for days that's right because we got a mountain dew transformer in the first okay one, the the vending machine he, as of 2011 this movie set the record for number of product placements which was 47 oh god wow. but anthony i want to know what i want you to know why i felt personally attacked by this film okay so they put megan fox in it and the first scene you see of her she's laying on a bike in a very precarious position let's position. just say then we go to a room of gamers and they have mountain dew in there was this movie just like totally working us as little children? One hundred percent. Like these were the oh, yeah. things we were doing, and like that's why we loved this shit because it was like oh, Mountain Dew, hot girl, hot girl. This is their target demographic, like, man. It's, it's so. Oh, you rewatch it and you're like, oh my god, uh, I fell for it four times. Like that. This. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've seen the. I, I was when I was looking for this on Amazon and they had said there was like five of them. I definitely have not seen the fifth one. Well, I, neither have I. Yeah, I I'm not positive I've seen three or four. To be I, frank, I don't think I've seen all of four. No, to be honest, either. That's with um, that's Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. So maybe I've seen all that one, but and I haven't seen Bumblebee, but I believe my brother owns DVD copies. Of Everybody all of them. says Bumblebee's well, really good. I heard it's not bad. So that just doesn't make sense to me. But anyway. Um, Okay, when are we going to do this? When are we going to give him a line to say, Jim? <laughs> right okay, now. So we've seen your capacity for whatever. Yeah, that's the best one. Well, yeah, right? hit us with yeah. it. Yeah. Start high. <clears throat> we have seen humans' capacity for war. It would absolutely do more harm than good. <laughs> okay, and now, Optimus, <laughs> we want the Decepticons, or we want the Autobots to leave. So what's your response to that? Ask your president this. What if we leave and you're wrong? <laughs> and you're wrong. Big <laughs> finger point by Optimus Prime. That was my favorite scene in the movie, though, honestly. I actually really like that scene. It, it, is, it is not bad. I like when they get him to pull uh, the chute, the politician guy, when he's oh, still yeah. on the plane and they're going to airdrop and he goes flying out. Well, we got to secure the VIPs and, first. And this, is this the first movie that actually uh, suggests a real-time president, too? Because not, not like ever, but they straight up say President Obama has been hidden in a bunker 
Uh, so they, I don't know if the other do they name drop. They do. Like that? They do. Yeah, they do. And, and a couple yeah. wasn't there like a fake president in the I last think so. one. And and actually, a couple of the scenes when they're cutting in and out when the fallen is, it was the secretary of defense talking to in the first one. Sorry. Um, when the fallen's like talking to the people, it keeps cutting to Obama's face a little bit. So yeah, there's a little bit of a connection there. I don't know if Michael Bay got paid extra to do it because I think it was, I think it came out close to an election year. So maybe, but who knows? God, yeah, that could have been what the ultimate guys is... placement right there. Yeah, yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on this matrix that he has to find? Oh God. So you're. About if, how you earn it. Well, it's so stupid. They never. They should have never said that. Because you're telling me the fallen though is just immune to like having to earn it. He could have just shown up and just took it. Seeing as they do it. take it from him and it doesn't turn to dust on him right. like it did when Sam picked it up originally. They did not, That's what I'm saying. They did not spend a lot of time on the plot at all. They just. They tried to get this movie had a lot more like, you know, I guess quote unquote sad parts in it. They tried to like pull on the heartstrings a lot more i think in this movie because obviously optimus dies yeah yeah and midway through and he, which was a shock at the you know the first time seeing it you're just like what the fuck yeah. you can't kill optimus yeah. like and but the, you know, where they ruined it after he literally demonstrates how the rest of the autobots are completely worthless optimus is the only one who can actually take down it's so yeah i don't understand yeah that either well and the, like the rest of them are playing with rubber the balls. other thing is <laughs> and optimus is just like literally so much better than anyone like even he anytime he even fights megatron he just kills him usually in like two seconds well that's I the weird don't... part about this fight with megatron megatron fucked him up like he kicked his ass well yeah well, he's like outnumbered it was though. a cheap shot from yeah, behind that's though. true that's a good point. But, yeah, the whole thing with the, the Matrix that I didn't like was when was when Sam literally just goes, if we get this thing, can we bring Optimus back? Just fucking bring him back. Don't say that. Now I know what you're going to do for the fucking half the movie. Obviously, we knew he wasn't going to be gone for forever, but god damn, yeah. dude. Like, it's kind of the epitome of a MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah. And, and now... Let's just get to this ending scene because, like, in between, I, well, we get a Prime back um, who is an older Prime who was a Decepticon, but now he wants to be an Autobot because he didn't. Yeah, jet Yeah, fire. he didn't like what the, these fuckers were doing. They find him in a Smithsonian, <laughs> which is uh, fun. Sam's Sam's roommate. Uh, we gets to become friends with uh, John. What's his? What's the actor's name? Uh, John, John Turturro. Yes, John Turturro. Yeah. And uh, they kind of have a little bit of fun rapport. I don't mind that. Uh, like, I kind of like John Turturro's thing in the end when he's trying to, like, save everybody. One man doing his country. <laughs> One man betrayed by the country he loves. <laughs> and, and he <laughs> is now keeps, his last home. He keeps doing it while this guy is literally, like, right next to him with him. And... <laughs> You're not alone. I'm in the car with you. Yeah, but... <laughs> But the but the ending scene, uh, Anthony. Do you remember when this movie came out? Like when they're hiding in the bunkers. That was like the first look you got to see. Uh, I think I was watching like the MTV Awards or something, and this played this scene where they're like hiding, and the little bug came in, and he Sam smashes its head off or whatever, and then the and whole then, like, fucking roof rips the roof yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is where when this, like this is when Cassie asked me. 
is this the one in the desert? And I was like, I don't know which one you're talking about. Because I think they all do. Does Dark Side of the Moon, or does that... That pretty much just takes place in Chicago. That's right, yeah. For the most part. God, I can't believe there's a movie named Transformers Dark Side of the Moon. That's an absurd title. Like, that is... And the beginning, the beginning of that movie is real rabbit hole. In the beginning. (laughs) Isn't it technically (laughs) just Dark of the Moon? Ah, yeah, that's right, that's right, yes, yeah. It they is dark show the yeah. JFK and like Nixon oh, footage, and they're like top secret, sir. We found robots on the moon or something. It's like so absurd. And that one starts in with the zoom in of half of Optimus Prime's face telling the story. It's just so fucking bad. Um, well, doesn't the beginning of this one start? It's just like Earth, <laughs> Earth, <laughs> the planet of the humans. <laughs> like, isn't that how it just starts? I'm pretty sure that is. <laughs> yeah. I one thing I wish that the Autobots would say is just like I, I like I, I wish they would kind of agree with the Decepticons a little bit and be like, We have experienced these bastards enough. They are kind of fucking shitty, but like we still kinda like them. I wish they'd just say something like that. Because we're kind of assholes to these things. However, in the beginning of the movie, they're like, Hey, we don't want people to know about this attack. And they're driving across fucking bridges, so like, they're they like they're hard to hide. And I think that's one of the funniest things of this movie is like, the outside world is like not knowing that they exist, and people are like, "Oh, dude, those are aliens." That's absurd. What I want to know is how they hid blowing up half of like New York or whatever. You do forget that like a billion <laughs> citizens saw them easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just erased from everyone's memory. No it's like the yeah, men so. in black shit or something because maybe I, maybe that's I that's the multiverse. I completely forgot that Anthony. Like the whole city fucking <laughs> like they they just clean it up. They were fighting in it for hours. I don't understand. They just clean it up. I think it was wasn't it technically Mission City, Nevada that they fought or wherever, in? Wherever, yeah. I think it was the Hoover Dam, right? Is that where they were? That's where um, Megatron was hidden. Yeah, but so it had to be close to there. Yeah, somewhere. but they were on skyscrapers a lot. I know that. Well, I, yeah, I don't know <laughs> wherever it was. Wasn't a small city, regardless. Stick the yeah, cube in my trash. <laughs> 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 I just love it. This is the first part of this movie. You just get opened up. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Planet of the humans. <laughs> They're not much different from us. Yes, we are, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says, though. Okay. I know. Oh, Christ. I don't know. Okay, so, like, how do we end this? Obviously, we've been culminating towards Sam saying he loves Michaela. But how does it ever happen? Well, Sam... She says it no, first. No, but, but where? what happens first? He has a dream where the fucking primes talk to him. Yeah, because he does die. He has to die. He's dead, man. That yeah. That is the afterlife. Excuse me? He dies? Well, right? He's, they try the to resist. The Transformers are oh gods. They, they shock him like three times. He does die. That's right. But then, like, yeah, like Jim said, I guess you just go to Transformer Heaven and you just get brought back. <laughs> and that's when he gets the Matrix when he comes <laughs> yeah. back because he's earned it. But they've it. removed the piece of the cube from him unless it's, like, one of those things that comes in yet and then that you're just part of it now. I don't know. Whatever. I... It's got to be like that. <sighs> okay. He's part Transformer And obviously now. <laughs> he comes back and he brings Optimus back to life who then Jetfire says... Use my parts and and 
know why that's just funny to me. And 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 then we just see like a scene of them just like hooking up jumper cables to him, and they're like, "Here, electroshock charge!" And they're just like saying words that don't even make sense. And Optimus just steals his parts, and then he kicks ass. And as soon as Optimus finishes off the fallen, just Jetfire's parts just start falling Fuck right him. off of him. I don't want them. <laughs> Leave his body parts in the desert to rust. Yeah, I don't need them anymore. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, that pretty much wraps up the movie. I mean, we get some shots of Sam with Michaela again. Obviously, this is the end of Megan Fox in the Transformers series, and you know she's replaced with an absolute stunning babe in the next one that Sam somehow acquires. I don't know. Has pulled. Uh, Shia had it figured out back in the day, that's for sure. Um, yeah. I One, a couple things to note. When Sam was brought back to life, the, the holes in his shirt were so perfect circles, and it didn't make any sense. And there were so many. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it, when he's standing there. It was very close to shrapnel. That's what happens, apparently. Yeah, I guess. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I get, let's just get to scores, I guess. Um, did, did you either of you have anything else to say about it? I mean, I... Not really. When Jetfire transports them to Egypt, he only, like, surrounds uh, the humans, and somehow Bumblebee and the two twin Autobots show up anyways. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They just get just brought along. Those two were kind of funny. They are. Kind of stupid. Stupid, but um, also, somewhat entertaining. Also, the whole tran- the the whole teleporting thing is pretty wild for a robot, I feel like. I don't know. That's kind of out there, but, I mean... Fuck it. What? I mean, what else is going to teleport yeah. you? The human technology that has accomplished teleportation? Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. I'm kind of. It was. It, it, it was a. It was a trip. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we. So, Jim, I'm going to start with you. It's not the destination. It's the start journey. Start with you <laughs> right. for score, please. This movie's a four out of ten. It's bad. You know, there's not much that redeems it anymore. We've discussed how the plot is jumbled at best in our jumbled review um it's got multiple plot holes it seems the end result of sam earning the matrix of leadership only for it to be taken from him and not turn into dust is just dumb that's true <laughs> that's it yeah weird god transformers i mean it's just strange yeah, yeah. i hear you anthony what do you want me yes I came a little higher. I gave it a five, but that's being very generous because it's the only, the only thing that bumps it from a four. I was fighting between a four and a five, and I had to give it a five because I'd be lying to myself if I didn't like look forward to like these movies right when they were first coming out. So I gave it a little bit of love there, but rewatching them, like the first one is not a terrible, terrible movie, but these they clearly just get worse, and so this is like the last one that i would say i would probably enjoy watching everything after this is not very good yeah. <laughs> it's terrible yeah. i'll i'll round it out i also gave it a five um i think that the first few times i watched it i very much enjoyed it and i'm like kind of feel shitty about that um <laughs> yeah that's how like for how stupid it is like that's how easy it was to entertain us back and, in the day and I guess. yet and yet for me like there's some sort of beauty in that still that like you know younger me could have been entertained by something so blatantly like targeted for me so like i i, I kind of i kind of like that part about it i guess like 
it's targeted towards a specific age. So like, let's say a 14 year old now watched it. I think they'd still probably enjoy it. I, I, I don't know. I think obviously not everybody's like slinging Mountain Dew anymore. It'd probably be like an ad for Takis or something. I, I don't know. Um, but I think what you're saying is you've had personal growth since the first time you watched it. I would like movie. to think a lot because as I'm rewatching this, I'm like, oh, I didn't notice that they completely objectify Megan Fox and make her look like a total bitch in this. But at the same time, like a 14 year old me kind of wanted that. So it's like, it, it's, it, I would like to think the growth has occurred and now i can say well yeah that's not exactly okay but i'm still gonna probably stare at her the entire movie and i think most people are too but uh as for the plot it's fucking awful um there's not a lot going for it the matrix of leadership is a fucking stupid ass name i never read anything on transformers so i don't even know if this is a real thing or not i'm sure it is but uh it seems as though this actually is relatively incorporated to both the Transformers comics and the original uh, animated okay. show. Okay. Well, you'd have to sell me pretty hard to read that or watch the animated show, honestly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 5 out of 10, which brings our aggregate score to roughly a 4.66, and I think that's generous. So, you're... Yeah, I would say that's a little will, bit high. <laughs> will I promise this podcast that we watch... Dark Side of the Moon, yes, I do. We will watch it at some point, <laughs> so I will sign us up for this in the future. I don't know which episode it's going to be. I'm sure we'll get all five. Hopefully, of them when in. it's on fucking streaming. If at we some do point. the third, we have to do the fourth and fifth, obviously. Well, but you got to get. I to, mean, at that point, you've bitten off more than half of it. You got to finish. You got to get to the Wahlberg Wahlberg part of the franchise. That's true. I, maybe we'll bring Rob on for it. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's at least a seven or eight out of ten God for Rob. Damn it. Well, I, I mean that's pretty simple. Mark Wahlberg and a hot girl, like, <laughs> duh, ten, easy. Sign but up. okay, so so that wraps up uh, Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. Almost forgot the name again. Uh, next week we will be talking about Spider-Man: Far, not Far from Home, No Way Home. I uh, keep fucking up all these movie names because it's really hard. I'm so very excited for this. I said it at the beginning of the movie, but tomorrow we have our Christmas party, so I have a weird schedule tomorrow. Like, I have to go to a different town to meet with a farmer at like 8 a.m., and then I have to drive all the way back to a Christmas party where we're playing Family Feud for, from what I've been told, potentially three hours, and I don't... <laughs> I, can you fathom that? Can you fathom... For those at home, you didn't see my eyebrows go straight to the but top of my But can any forehead. of you fathom that? They said it's 10 teams, double elimination, and I did a little math in my head, and I'm like, fuck, it's like 10 games. What are we doing? Do we have time to do anything yes. else? But be tough to keep everybody entertained for that. Well, to get to draft no, your own we, team. we've been placed on teams. You know, I, God, I don't know how to say this, but our work is, uh, what would you say, behind with the times, I guess, you know, ran by no i i gotta be careful i gotta be a little bit careful here but take me as your plus one and all right well there's the part of the problem jim there are no plus ones um and uh, um anyway if the people still want to find us after this jim how can they as always you can follow us on twitter at we've underscore seen underscore that like us on facebook or email us at seen that podcast at gmail.com that's S-C-E-N-E, that podcast at All right, Anthony, prediction. What are, what are we winning by tonight? 
The Badgers or the Bucks? No, your team. Your team. You. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> we ain't going to win. I'll be happy if we lose by less than 20. Oh, my God. So Anthony's coming in at plus 20 and a half. That's the line. Yeah, give me that, oh. and I'll update you guys oh, after. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, um, thanks again for listening to the We've Seen That podcast. As always, I'm Scott. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. And roll credits. Autobots roll out.